When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. One of the big takeaways I've gotten from this experience is that we all have that little bit of self-doubt and we always want to know if what we're doing is steering the program in the right direction. And when you're the head coach, you make the decision and you've got that autonomy, but you also want guys around you that are going to help you from doing stupid things or maybe not do something that's in the best interest of the program. On today's episode of Coaching Coordinator, we're going to be talking about culture operating systems. It's an idea that our guest, Rob Pomazak, the head football coach at St. Charles North in Illinois, has thought about quite a bit. If you follow him on Twitter, you see a lot of the things that he shared, and it really is in the spirit of figuring out what's the best way to run a program, to put things together, and ultimately build a culture that's going to be the foundation of your program. So, Rob, it's great to have you here, and I'm really excited about this series that we're doing on the podcast, Culture OS. Thanks, Keith, and I really appreciate the opportunity to explore this a little bit deeper. You kind of hit it on the head that, you know, as a lifelong learner and doing this profession for over 24 years now and as a head coach for 12 you start to think about how you're doing things and and realize that the way you do it might not always be the best way and there's a lot of really great coaches out there and just trying to learn from them and also maybe helping out some of those coaches who are new to the profession or new to the head coaching seat and giving them some ideas and how they can structure their program and some of those systems that get talked about a lot, but also some of those systems that don't get talked about a lot that once you become a head coach, you realize real quick that, oh, I'm in charge of all of it. So this has been just an amazing opportunity and I can't thank you enough. And I'm really excited to kind of dive into it. You mentioned some important things there and this is designed not just for the young coach, but this is for the veteran head coach as well. And for people who aspire to be a head coach. And the idea is that we're going to share some ideas that have worked and I think when you get into that position of head coach, and I remember my first head coaching job and and really my last one before I I moved to be a coordinator at the D3 level, I've always thought like it's a little bit lonely at the top. Like you get all these ideas and ultimately it's on you. And it's not like I got to ask anybody to do this. I'm going to do it. Am I sure about this? Like there's a lot of things that you wonder, you contemplate, am I doing the right thing? It's not an easy thing to do. And hopefully through these conversations, we bring some ideas through and really help our coaches listen, have some confidence in the decisions that they make. Absolutely. One of the big takeaways I've gotten from this experience is that we all have that little bit of self-doubt 
And we always want to know if what we're doing is steering the program in the right direction. And when you're the head coach, I think it was Matt Wrinkle when I was talking to him, you make the decision and you got that autonomy, but you also want guys around you that are going to help you from doing stupid things or maybe not do something that's in the best interest of the program. And it's a great opportunity to hear from some of these coaches who have achieved some really elite levels of success, but working backwards and finding out about, okay, well, how did we get there? Because it wasn't always state championship or bust, or it wasn't always, you know, division one FBS football coach and finding out about how they worked their own systems as an assistant And then when they finally got into that position of being a head coach, how that dynamic changes, it's just been a really great opportunity. I think for those who are going to take a listen to it, there's going to be something for every coach at every level, regardless of what their position is. And for those who are aspiring to be a head coach or looking or already in there, whether it's first year or 25th year, there's some things that I took away from every single one of the gentlemen that I was speaking with that immediately can impact the program or even more so my own personal way of leading right away and give you a great return on investment. Both the fun and the challenge of this profession is that even though you may go and get the blueprint from somebody on this is how we did it at my program to win, taking that and trying to implement exactly that as is to your own program just won't work. And ultimately as a head coach, as a coordinator, even a position coach, everybody is going to build their own little piece of the culture. You put your own fingerprint on it. It has to be mm-hmm. uniquely you. It has to fit with you. And those are some of the things as I've listened to these interviews and have just found that to be true is that everybody you've talked to has had their own unique way of doing things and some ideas that you've heard before, maybe even some new ideas that you haven't thought of. But ultimately, that's the idea in giving coaches the idea to create their own culture operating system that's going to handle all the different inputs that you have into this, right? That an operating system isn't meant to be the only way to do it. It's going to run all the things that you plug into it that are tailored specifically to your own football community, to your own football program. Yeah, without a doubt. I think the big message that I've seen, the constant thread with the conversations has really revolved around the authentic self. And, and trying to find out who you are as a head football coach or assistant coach, and then trying to stay as, as true to yourself as you can in the way that you go about it. And when we're talking about the operating systems, you know, we do focus in on, on a few different operating systems. But then as the conversations evolve, you know, we, we get into the, the ancillary operating systems that maybe aren't always in the forefront. Everybody wants to talk about scheme and, you know, wins and losses. And when you're talking with guys like Derek Leonard, who have had nine state championships and breaking all types of records offensively, it seems like the low apple. But then when you dive in and you really get to learn about how he developed his system within a program that wasn't existing until 1995, three years of, of uh, below 500 seasons, and then finally building a system in place that made everybody excited to be there. And now where they're at after his 12 years, It's just great to go through that journey with somebody because there's relatable moments, regardless of where you are at in your career, you can find a relatable moment and look at how you're operating that particular system and then say, okay, you know, where can I change that? Like one of the ones that really comes to my mind is, you know, handling staff and staffing and how that relationship is so essential and how some of these coaches have really built 
a, a true nucleus inside of their program that starts with their staff. And those are some of those tidbits that, that personally I'm taking away, but there, there's so much more that that's been divulged. It's really been just uh, awesome to hear. Yeah. One thing that really stuck out and I remember from Matt Drenkel talking about it, you know, when he first got going, he was able to, um, I forget his exact title, but he was lower level guy, entry level guy at Iowa working with Kirk Ferentz. You know, now he's at Army working with Jeff Munkin. And the way that the game has changed drastically between then and now. And I think the only way that you continue to maintain success is to have that idea of an operating system. And as you said, all the ancillary systems that feed into it. And I think Matt's is, as you hear him talk in his interview, which will be the first one kicking off this series, that really comes through, right? That, you know, Matt is not a head coach right now. Uh, someday in the future, I believe he will be again. But, you know, he really understands that value of having a system for running a program. Yeah, with that conversation was really unique because with Matt, who I just feel is such a brilliant mind in general, football aside, but you go from being a head coach, you know, you're, he's an assistant, then he becomes a head coach, and now he's back to being assistant. So finding that dynamic of, okay, what did you learn as an assistant and what weren't you prepared for as a head coach? And then how did that change you for when you became an assistant again? Really was something that I think assistant coaches could listen to and, and take a ton from as far as how do I become a head coach of my positional group? How do I really make the head coach's job easier? And even guys like when I was talking to Kyle Ralph were his operating system for the off season and how integral that is to their overall success at a school that's not very big, but they have such a huge population buy-in from a student population standpoint. Like these are just things that you really can kind of feast on because there's so much meat on the bone that it, it gives you so many access points to grab. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, 
premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Rays has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalrays.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. So I know you talked about this, the, the theme that's going to run throughout these episodes is you do hit on these, these big bucket ideas throughout. You're going to hear different things from every single guy and, and how they approach those things and their perspective on those things. But for our listeners and to give them a preview of what they're going to get in general through these episodes, what are some of those big ideas that you're sure to hit on in each one as you're interviewing these guys? Yeah, I tried my best to keep the questions consistent because I want to have a sample size so that we can compare and really look at answers from different coaches. So the first question is always going to be, what is your personal mission, vision, and purpose? When you took over your program or when you became a coach, what's your day-to-day goal? What's your long-term vision for yourself or your program? And then what's your personal why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Then we kind of move through their career a little bit, talk about some personal hurdles, or different adversities that they've had to face and how they've had to navigate those. Uh, We talk about staffing and how they use their staff and how they are able to get the most out of their staff. We dive into the question of the relationship between your family and your career as a coach. We don't talk about balance. We talk about how do you work that relationship as it's always so challenging for us. And then I always end up with one question that's been probably the most interesting question that I've got replies from is what is easier building success or sustaining success and the answers have been very one side or the other uh, and it's it's so funny to hear or not funny but interesting to hear their rationale because there's arguments for both sides and you know then I always finish up with you know do you have any advice for that person who's sitting on the other end of the headset trying to learn how to become a better coach what advice can you give them and that's where I really let the coaches just kind of run and the answers have always left me somewhat speechless because there's not much more to add to it when you have such high-level guys kind of speaking their heart, which has been such, a, such an honor. Yeah, and listening to those, there's definitely some mic drop moments in there where you feel like, geez, I, I don't have anything more to say. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Absolutely. The thing that really comes through in these two, and you really start with it, is, is the passion that these coaches have to building their programs to really find a way to make something that is successful, not just for themselves, but for that community. And, and, and along the way, you hear the challenges and struggles internally that you have. I mean, one that comes to mind that's a poignant example of, of that is Kyle Ralph and what it took for him to get his program started. He was in Cincinnati uh, having to drive to Indianapolis or just outside of Indianapolis multiple times per week, but making that sacrifice to get it done. It was amazing the time he's putting in, but he talked about that drive time and, you know, the reflections he's having of, geez, is this worth it? Yeah. I I think those are the, those are the little nuggets that each of the coach lends to. And I appreciated their vulnerability because it's so easy to talk about the bright, shiny objects within your program, but then really to kind of dig deep, and find out some of those moments where maybe you're questioning it and maybe it's really hard. And where Kyle was talking about that, that, that schedule that he kept early on and his motivation just to build something great. And then when you look at like Tony, where, where he's at right now in his new program and he's not teaching in the building, but his, his drive to stay connected to the players. I think it's that level of transparency and vulnerability that I find to be 
what I like to dig into because as head coaches, sometimes we don't like to talk about it because it does, it's the hard things to talk about, but then to get it out there and let other coaches know that we all have those same thoughts. We all have that, those seconds of uh, questioning, but you always get through it. And then you learn so much about yourself at the end. And like you said, it's like they go through these stories and they, they, they casually drop with the efforts that they went through. And I think it just kind of speaks to your personal mission of coaching coordinator is highlighting the calling that coaching is. And, and, and I, I don't think it's a career path. I think it's an absolute calling because when you see what these guys are doing on a daily basis, it just, it speaks to that level, a higher level of commitment in my personal opinion. Yes. And that's definitely what's going to come through in these interviews. I highly encourage everybody to tune into this. This is our kickoff of that series and you'll be able to hear these every Wednesday here for the next couple of months. And again, this is designed really for anybody who is in this profession. Even if you do not aspire to be a head coach, there's so much you can take away to just become the best position coach you have. So, uh, Rob, really appreciate the time, the thought, the effort that you've put into this. Really excited to share this with our coaching community. Thanks, Keith. I really can't thank you enough for this opportunity. I'm excited to see what comes of it and I hope people take a listen.